Good morning, and my name is Chuck Wilson, and you are listening for the next hour to the Sacred Heart Hour program. And join this morning with me is my wife, Joanne. Good morning. And our daughter, Emily, the National Director of the Sacred Heart. And Father Stosh Daly is away this weekend leading a retreat. Uh, and so we're excited this morning, particularly with the program. And we got a number of topics we're going to be discussing. Um, and we're going to lead with the enthronement in a new way to really deepen why this enthronement is so important today, particularly in the culture we're living in. We're going to review and talk a little bit about the bishop's letter to the priest and the laity of the Sacred Heart. We're going to hear a little bit from Emily on the Sacred Heart Revival Initiative and then responding to the evils of the world in prayer in New Mexico and more. But first, let us open in prayer. But this is going to be a jam-packed hour, so stay tuned. But first, we will begin with our morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your most sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by the Holy Father this month. Amen. Amen. And we're going to start a little bit with the enthronement. And for those that are first-time listeners, I just want to review again that the Sacred Heart Enthronement and Devotion is a request directly from Jesus himself. He told St. Margaret Mary Valico in 1673 to 1675 that he would bless each home where a picture of his Sacred Heart is exposed and honored. And maybe, Emily, help our audience understand what he means by that. Well, good morning, everyone. It's really fun to be here with my parents, it's Chuck and Joanne. It's fun to have you here. <laughs> I love when I get invited into the studio for this live program. Uh, we're talking about enthronement. And enthronement, officially, that term connected to the devotion um, came to its form and as Catholics in 1907 when Father Matteo brought the proposal of what if um, Catholic families specifically implemented the expose and honor and also um, continued to, to say prayers of consecration. And the form of it um, was not only accepted by the Holy Father at the time, but Pope Pius X said, in the name of the church, I command you to give the rest of your life to the work of the social salvation, the sanctification of families. So this is more than just talking about the life of a, a beautiful Saint, St. Margaret Mary, but it turned into a movement around 1907 and continues to be very, very influential in our life today. I also love the quote Father Matteo also said it is enthronement is not and ought not to be to further a new pious practice, 
but to sanctify the home and convert it into the living and social throne of the divine king. So I I recently discovered um, an article I wrote about enthronement in marriage. And one of the points that um, was really touching to me, because I'd written it about five years ago, is I said the enthronement is a powerful faith experience that happens in the dwelling place. And if we think about the life of our, our Catholic life, a lot of times our conversion will take place you know, at a retreat or at a conference or, you know, at at Holy Mass, going to the church. What makes the enthronement so unique, specifically when a family goes through the process, is they're sanctifying where they live, where they're at home. And oftentimes that's where a lot of the, the corners and the cobwebs and the darkness dwells that needs to be brought to the light. The conversion needs to take place and it changes how you view things. And so I'm looking forward to kind of even highlighting some of these testimonies that we recently were given this past month. But we need to see that um, enthronement means that in effect that the family says, Lord, we want you to rule over our family. We adore you as our king and our love. We accept you as our loving friend. Always occupy the first place in our hearts and our homes. So Father Larkin wrote that around the 1940s. So we're continuing this movement, growing this movement, and saying, you know, we believe this is more important now than even 1907. And, you know, in our program, as we talk about enthronement, sometimes we share exactly what is the enthronement and how does this come about maybe later in the program. And some people might have missed it. To say, what? Okay, I, I want to do that. Now, tell me, what is it? How do I do it? Chuck, he's so good. He's our engineer. He tells us this step by step. Well, step up, there Chuck. are two, yeah. And I think, first of all, <laughs> uh, go to welcomeisheart.com. And I know, Emily, you keep that website up to date. And But it's also a great resource uh, for backgrounds, videos, and to fully understand what yeah. we're talking about. This is not just a devotion. This is the devotion. And this is something that our Lord has requested. He didn't he, he didn't say, well, think about it. No, he requested it. It's not been amended in 350 years. It's not come back and said, you don't have to do this. So it has been at the forefront now for 350 years for us to expose and honor his sacred heart. And he will give us all the blessing necessary. We have a self-enthronement program, and we also have one in Columbus where if you'd like a missionary, you can request that on Welcome His Heart, and uh, a missionary will help you lead you through this. But you do the enthronement we just witness, but let's talk about the three-day enthronement. Uh, first of all, we're asking you to maybe start it on a Thursday. Well, let's back up. First of all, you have to get your materials. Yeah. First things first. First things first. And Emily, talk a little bit about how they can get their materials and that next step. One of the things that um, makes me so excited is when people register their enthronement and they tell us where they did the enthronement. So for example, I had a beautiful testimony from the Philippines. I was so touched to see that she was able to download 
his family was able to download all of the information um, and, and to be able to do the enthronement and to share what that meant for their family across the world. But it's also just as exciting when someone right in my own community registers an enthronement at welcomeisheart.com and, and they go through that process. So as my dad mentioned, you can either say, yes, I want a missionary. That missionary can call you, can pray with you, can come visit you. We, we have full um, communities and churches that have made it their apostolate to to work with the people. So there, there are people even possibly right in your own community or you yourself can be a part of this process. But um, the the model of three day was given to us from Father Mateo around 1907. He said there was three ways to do it. First, uh, an eight or nine day, a novena um, leading up to the enthronement, a, a period of preparation. We implement the tritium, so three days of prayer leading up to the enthronement. Or he even says sometimes you are in such a state of crisis that you need to begin the enthronement and from there, you continue the exposing and the honoring. So we choose a Sunday because we want you to go to mass. We want you to be connected to the Holy Eucharist as we know the heart of Jesus is the same as the Eucharistic heart. You select an image of the sacred heart. Uh, we have beautiful images that Mother Teresa used in the home of the sick and the dying that, that you can see predominantly throughout our Diocese of Columbus, Ohio at Welcome is Heart, but the image needs to be respectful we, we next, um, you know what I love, Emily, what is when someone uses the image that their grandmother had in their home and maybe it didn't have a particular meaning at the time or people who have found them at garage sales and the antique shops. It's a, like a rescue. And it's um, I just, you know, they get a special connection to their heritage that my grandmother now I understand what this was. Now I understand maybe my grandmother a little more or grandfather or relative. So it doesn't have to be our image, but, um, but we certainly have them available. And that connection to St. Mother Teresa is really special. Oh, that was great, Mom. <laughs> I'm glad you, 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 you're absolutely right. I mean, choosing the right image is something mm. that... Because that image is more than just a picture oh, on the wall. Oh, yes. Oh, that yes. image is the reminder that Jesus loves us so much. And, and you know, the, the key to this entire image. Or it can be a statue. Or statue is that his heart is exposed. Yep. Right? The, the heart is outside of his body, his art. His heart wants to be our refuge. So um, it becomes the go-to place. I did an interview yesterday out of Georgia with uh, Deacon Pat and Ellen. Uh, and they they shared the story that they were in Florida and the priest started talking about the enthronement and from the enthronement and the devotion of his grandmother came his priestly vocation. But mm. he said she lived in this tiny little apartment, but in that apartment there was an image of the Sacred Heart and even an image um, by the door. And he said that the apartment building um, caught fire and many of the, the residents were burned except for his grandmother's and huh. it, where the image of the sacred heart was on the protection. door, the protection. And, um, he said it was really such a testimony to him that he even credited his priestly vocation and I, his I've excitement heard that for the, times. for the, uh, enthronement. So, you know, these aren't just our stories yeah. and we're promoting an, a format and a structure. 
we're saying we want this, like you said, to be a lineage, to be part of your witness. Imagine if every Catholic family here in central Ohio and beyond had an image of the Sacred Heart and encouraged their neighbors as well to do the same. And also, I I love, Emily, when you put this on a brochure uh, to welcome Jesus. The Lord in his mercy and love seek to liberate each one of us from chains that bind us in our day-to-day lives. And indeed, it is only the Lord who can truly liberate us from whatever keeps us down in this life. And I think today it needs to be, our homes need to be liberated. Our needs to be put under the mantle of Jesus, the, the head of a our refuge. homes. Our refuge. So for for people that are hearing this, again, go uh, get your image, uh, go to our website, get all the information. You can download or buy a self-enthronement kit. Uh, you can Prepare for a Sunday, pick the Sunday you want, then start on Thursday, your three-day preparation, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All the prayers are in our manual, and then on Sunday, uh, you will enthrone your home. But he said, not just enthrone or expose my heart, but he's saying he wants you to honor. And I think that's what we're really wanting people to do is if you have enthroned, and here's a question, Emily, to you. What do you say to people that they've enthroned and they want Jesus and they got issues going on in their families, but nothing has changed? Well, I think that's an an interesting concept, first of all. Nothing has changed. Yes, it has. Sometimes I would say, you know, where are our lenses? Because, you know, you and I could both be out at a really nice restaurant eating the nicest meal Mm, you ever have had. And the table next to you (laughs) is complaining about every little detail of that same meal. Hmm. And what we're not saying is that life might, you know, you might have your same job. You might have Mm -hmm. your same kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You might in the same marriage. But the difference is you've Mm got to create a door so that grace can come in Mm -hmm. and change your own heart. So that your heart softens, your heart is converted, and so that you're not nitpicking. And that's that's one of the reasons why I'm on such a mission to say we need to promote the authentic love of Jesus Christ so that we can mirror that love. We can promote that love. And then life life does change. Everything changes when, when Jesus comes in. And, you know, I was going to um, share that, you know, one of the things when we do the enthronement on Sunday— is you want people to be praying for you. If you don't want a missionary to pray for you, you need to call your family, your friends, even ask the deacon at the church or the priest to bless your image and say, pray for us. Our family wants Jesus this weekend. We're going to do something really special with the enthronement. Hmm. You know, go to confession so that you you have a pure soul and that you you can have new grace. And lastly, you know, I think about as if you're looking for change, this is a super abundant way to say, Jesus, you know, make my heart meek and humble so that you can come here. You know, a lot of times we want all the fruit, but we don't want to change. We don't want hmm. we don't want to acknowledge even what needs to change. That's that's such an important place, but it only comes through humility. Because like I said, we both could be eating a steak dinner and you know, hmm. that table's complaining and, and we're grateful or we're complaining and they don't see anything good. So 
So Jesus has to change our vision. And again, you can go to welcomeisheart.com for more information. You can download, but also uh, there are different enthronement kits you can order and uh, so forth. And also the good news is we just received a great letter from our bishop to the lady and priest that went out. Maybe share a little bit about that, Emily. You know, before you do that, I want to just plug in because June, a big time for weddings and for anniversaries. But think about gifting the kit to someone. And, you know, gifting it, especially if you've had the enthronement and it's, you know, made a difference in your life, you do appreciate and know about the grace. Share that with the person. And also, you know, Emily's book, both of those books, they really help to better understand. But that's what we're that's what we're resolved to do, especially for weddings, because we know having had the enthronement, you know, welcomed in our home in the 90s. If we had done that early in our marriage, that, yeah, we, you know, we believed we had a good marriage. It may be a great marriage. Oh, no, Jesus had more in store for us. And so, you know, even if maybe they think, oh, gee, oh, what is this? Well, they will. They will because there's grace attached to that gift. That's my plug. Well, I, you know, you reminded me of, uh, I got a great text. I just pulled out my phone and um, I mailed the uh, enthronement kit to a home, that oh, a family good. that we did some marriage prep with, John and I. And, you know, it was a, a they purchased a, a new home. They moved out of state. They asked us to continue to pray for them in that process and the journey of buying the new home, getting the new job, making this life change. And, you know, she said, good morning. Your package was a wonderful surprise this week. Mm. Thank you. Your, it was the first package delivered to our new home. And I thought, wow, what a, what a great surprise sometimes when we step forward. And, and in my letter, I said, maybe this is good timing for you now, but maybe this is something, Mm -hmm. you know, at at a certain time, you're going to choose to go through this process and, and do the enthronement. So they still have the freedom but they were so excited to receive the package and the images and the the books that I put together. And, you know, we were able to do that right at welcomeisheart.com. So I, I see, as, as you mentioned, Mom, this is a powerful way to help Catholic families. Um, and, you know, before we go into the letter, you know, this past month, there were so many powerful testimonies of the enthronement being a source of spiritual protection, of providing peace. You know, so many people have said, I received new graces. You know, the Lord worked um, in in my life in a very particular way. So I I think this is a powerful reminder of, you know, what do you even need for the Lord to work? You know, what, what are your, what are the graces you need, you know, in your life, in your marriage, in your dwelling place? All right. So Emily, what's your, on the letter, and again, where people can get it, and uh, but anyway, just knowing that the bishop is really wanting us. It's so exciting. To really uh, have every home today with the Sacred Heart. Well, I think you highlight the fact that this is nestled in the heart of the church, you know, so mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Uh, we're very blessed to have Bishop Earl Fernandez here in the Diocese of Columbus, Ohio. 
He issued a letter on June 30th at the end of the month. And he said, you know, June is the month that Catholics traditionally honor the most sacred heart of Jesus, a heart burning with compassion, mercy, and love. On the solemnity of the sacred heart of Jesus, the world day of prayer for the sanctification of priests, I wrote to the priests of the diocese, and now I wish to address the faithful. Here in the Diocese of Columbus, Ohio, there have been a reemergence of devotion to the heart of Jesus. Bishop Campbell, my venerable professor, reconsecrated the diocese to the Sacred Heart. Many families have begun once more to enthrone the Sacred Heart of Jesus in their homes. The Sacred Heart Enthronement Network is based here, and an annual Sacred Heart Congress is held here in the diocese. Devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus has been an anchor in the spirituality of Catholics for many centuries. St. Gertrude the the Great speaks of this devotion some 900 years ago, and we are certainly familiar with the events in France in the 17th century when St. Margaret Mary Alico saw and touched and spoke with Jesus about a desire to have his heart venerated as a sign of his love for us and his desire for us to love him. And so this letter goes through not only highlighting our diocese, but instructing us on the importance of the devotion and then marking a Jubilee year, which will begin uh, in December 27, 2023 and end uh, on the Solemnity of the Feast Day. And it will, the, the whole entire Jubilee will be under the banner of to return love for his love. So this is coming out of the diocese where um, St. Margaret Mary was, uh, Alico in France, but then also the Jesuits, um, the Visitation Order, and every diocese is asked to commemorate and remember this very important event which took place with these apparitions. And that was 350 years ago. Three, yep. And, you know, Bishop Fernandez has shared that he grew up with that devotion from his parents. And, I, you know, I'm thinking about people who maybe are doing this for first generation, but the graces, you you don't know what the graces might be for future generations. So open your door to Jesus. And Emily, uh, where can they get the letter? Is this something we're sending out to uh, in our newsletter? Or how, how can people get the letter that the bishop uh, has put out to the faithful? Well, it is found at the um, Columbus uh, Times. Uh, the Catholic Times has published the letter, which would be linked to our diocese. We also have it linked uh, right on our website at welcomeisheart.com. You can even just do a, a brief search, Returning Love for Love, um, a letter by Bishop Earl Fernandez. You know? So I think this is an important letter. It's It's printable. It's also on a digital format. And, you know, I encourage small um, face sharing groups to go through the letter. I encourage, oh, great idea. Um, you know, to to read it. My husband read it to me. It was beautiful. We spent the evening just going through the letter and talking about, you know, the significance of real presence, real future, um, the Eucharistic revival, different topics that the um, the bishop highlights in the letter. So I'm, I'm very encouraged to see that this devotion is more than just a feast day or more than just a month or more than just enthronement. It's every single day um, this devotion should penetrate our hearts. You know, Emily, talking about that, we see we've talked about the enthronement, the power of the enthronement, but let's just maybe end 
the first part uh, of our program talking a little bit about responding and how the Sacred Heart can help us respond to the evils of the world and prayer and your trip to New Mexico. I had a wonderful trip to New Mexico, um, actually June 2nd, where uh, just these, uh, the, the diocese there in um, Las Cruces um, went about doing the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And from that, they said, you know, we should really consecrate the entire state of New Mexico. And as we hmm. look at this um, great battle that we're at for the battle for life, the unborn child, New Mexico has some political policies that allow for abortion up to 40 weeks. And mm. this same type of enshrinement and in, in, um, pushing is, is being uh, suggested here in Ohio. So I love that, you know, on June 17th, three bishops from the state of New Mexico each celebrated a special mass in their diocese to consecrate the entire state of New Mexico to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary in reparation and the protection for many unjust laws that have been passed um, in the new status of our state as a front line of the abortion movement. From this monumental event, the Cathedral of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in Las Cruz was packed with the faithful throughout the whole diocese. So I love to see that this is the response mm. of not only individuals, but to think what we're, what we're promoting as parishes and as this is an example of diocese, and then even an entire state turning to the heart of Jesus and saying, Jesus, we need your protection. We need your grace. We need your strength. So when I was there, um, I was able to lead a mission. I was able to uh, meet with the faithful and, and to be so encouraged that they were just wanting the enthronement and, and desiring this um, and, and then living it out each first Friday. And you gave three talks, but what really impressed me was, and that's what we have to challenge each one of us, there was a couple there that really made this happen. Yeah, Lynn and Flo, I was able to stay there, and they um, actually read Secrets of the Sacred Heart, and they did it in a small uh, face-sharing group and then said, well, why don't we do this here? And uh, in the last, uh, since their ministry began, uh, you know, in maybe the last couple of months, they had helped over a hundred enthronements and then wanting to do this parish mission. Um, and then what they wow. said is that, you know, that we were down um, near the border and they said a lot of times in, in this area of the country, it's very poor, but it's also, there's a lot of that um, just counterfeit faith, you know, that, that witchcraft and the demonic presence. So, a lot of these Catholics understand that they need protection, maybe more than what we understand the great spiritual battle. So they were just um, very supportive. The priest was very supportive. And I, I was very humbled by um, our little yes and that, uh, that we get to uh, help other dioceses as well. You know, and I think it's an example for all of us in, in Columbus, and a number of us have been involved with enthronements, and a number of us maybe have fallen away uh, because of COVID. And I think we have to realize they are going on today in Columbus. We have teams that are out there going in the homes. And if you are interested, again, as a missionary to go back in the homes, uh, Contact us 
and you can contact us through Welcome His Heart. And John and Jeannie Swisher will contact you and uh, so forth. If you're interested in having someone come to your home, uh, go to Welcome His Heart and we will have a missionary contact you. But if you're just wanting to do it, just do it. And I think uh, in closing, I want to give you a thought. This is the time to do it. Uh, Don't hesitate to do it. Because I think what, what we need in homes is we need Jesus more than ever today for that protection against this world that is becoming more secular and more post-Christian. And they're they're forcing another religion on us. Yes. And we need to have our homes enthroned to Jesus. And that's where we stay. And that's our protection. And that's the remedy today. And in closing, we're going to close with the Sacred Heart Prayer. And that's a prayer and a prayer card that we've now probably had over hundreds of thousands of cards, and they continue Mm -hmm. to go out. We did 40,000 cards last year alone. Yeah. (laughs) And think about this. We've been doing this for 12 years. So think of the number of cards. But in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you. I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. I'm coming to Columbus. That's right. We'll be filming our EWTN television show, Living Right with Dr. Ray, in Columbus. We'd love you to be part of a live studio audience. Dates, Wednesday and Thursday, August 9th and 10th. And the place, Ohio Dominican University. We'll be taping two shows each night, but space is limited. So sign up right now by going to stgabrielradio.com stgabrielradio.com You can come to one, come to two, come to all. My Joey loves to ask me questions about when I was seven. I think it's so he can be sure that he'll be like me when he's my age. He just wants to check that he's on the right track. Dad, was your favorite color blue? Yes, Joey. Did you play ninjas? Of course, I am one. (laughs) Did you kill squirrels when you were seven? Like, Joey, you killed a squirrel? Never mind, Dad. (laughs) One time he stopped me and asked, Dad, how do you remember when you were seven? I don't know, I said. How do you remember yesterday? And he said, I don't remember yesterday. (laughs) Christian, you have a right to forget about yesterday. You can always start over, and your past mistakes never have to determine your future direction. If you missed that point, you just missed the point of the cross. And St. Paul, who used to hunt down Christians to have them killed, but ended up penning most of the New Testament, wrote, anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. 
my family left the church because of a, a, a very negative experience with a specific priest. And that took my whole family away from going to church for a long period of time. There were other Catholic churches and there were great Catholic churches and great priests, but we stopped because of that one specific instance. And in a way, I was, I was cheated out a big part of my journey and my life uh, because we weren't in the church. In life, it seems like we're always enslaved to something. And I think that's, that's basically where our, what our culture is all about right now is we are, we are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. My involvement in the church, my relationship with God is who I am. It, it's what gives me my identity. Thank God I'm home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning, and this is our session two, and Chuck Wilson and my wife has joined us today. Good morning. Joanne and our daughter, the National Director of the Sacred Heart, Emily Jaminette, and Father Stosh is away leading a retreat. And this session, we're going to really talk, kick it off with the revival program, sacredheartrevival.com. This is a game changer. Stay tuned. And stay tuned. And Joanne, lead us in prayer. The gospel today, according to Matthew, it's 9, 9-13. Remember, this is first Friday, and this is the day our Lord wants you to go to Mass today to receive Jesus and also to really think about reparation of those times you've sinned against him, others have, and offer up your Mass uh, for our Lord. It's a good one. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the words of the meaning, the meaning of the words. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The gospel of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, Emily, that's what we're really talking about with the enthronement, whatever state families are in today. Well, it's called good news. The good news is, is that he called us yeah. sinners, yeah. all of us, inviting us back. And I think a lot of times um, when we're, we're struggling, you know, with our family, we're struggling in our life. We, we turn to the solution problems of the world. We turn to magazines and the internet and, and our, our, our friends, our secular world. But Jesus tells us he you know, wants to come and dine with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to help us. So if you are in a, that difficult situation, if you know even you are the only practicing Catholic, 
you're not the only practicing Catholic, maybe in your home <laughs> at yeah. this moment. But we, you know, we, we are all in this together. But somebody has to say the words of Joshua, as for me and my house, you know, we shall serve the Lord. Somebody needs to welcome Christ in because he will he will not push his way through the door. But we, we have to have that openness to allow the house, the home to be sanctified. And also to do that, I know, Emily, we've gone out now to the United States and worldwide to really continue to do what Father Mateo was doing when he went to the seven continents to spread this devotion. And the program you've initiated is sacredheartrevival.com, and it's renewing hearts and homes all over the United States and the world. And it was launched in June. And tell us how it's going. Well, it's really touching to see over 600 locations where the enthronement is being um, not only promoted, but in parishes, also in youth groups and in individual homes. So as we and dioceses, dioceses, yeah. As I we talked mm-hmm. about New Mexico, you know, one of the things that a lot of times is, is we talked in the last segment about being a missionary. The truth is, we're all called to be missionaries. Mm, we're all point. called to be promoters of the devotion. And, you know, this isn't um, this isn't really an option. This is a necessity to re-Christianize mm. the world. That's the vision is that, you know, we we can promote and walk with others in a really mm-hmm. intimate way. So when someone says, I'm struggling in my marriage or I'm struggling with my teenager or you know, there's an addiction here that just has a grip on my loved one. The first thing and the most important thing is the enthronement. And it doesn't replace a house blessing, which a priest does, and, and we encourage that. This is this is separate, but compatible. And Emily, maybe talk about some of the feedback you've gotten from this program. And the website really... The thing I love is your graphic of the map. Yeah. I mean, everybody can go yeah. on revival, sacredheartrevival.com and see how many locations and where and where they are. But everything is there, the three key steps you've done on that website. And I know the orders, I continue to see them every day coming mm-hmm. in. Really touching to see the number of orders and digital downloads um, internationally and and to see that, you know, lives are changing. You know, I got a call from a parish and said, you know, I just want to let you know that we're going to have 150 families gather and do the enthronement. And, you know, this this is what's going to happen as a result of this little revival. I mean, that's that's huge in the life of of a parish. It's significant. And um, the number of prayer cards we can't keep up with the number of prayer cards being requested. Uh, we just got an, a, a big order from the Legion of Mary, for example. We're not trying to take over maybe your organization or your ministry or your parish. What we want to do is strengthen faith so that you know lives can be impacted. This is this is that important. Um, one of the so some of the testimonies we got, and it was neat to see different parishes that came together and wanting to honor the Sacred Heart, wanting to, you know, honor the month and of June. Emily, isn't this also the reason we need financial support? I'm going to do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it is true because it is continuing to, to grow. Um, one of the things that was really touching is I was on the, um, the, uh, EWTN's Miracle Hunter program talking about the enthronement and devotion in the month of June. And we were discussing the miracles that take place. And if you know his program, it's very specific to medical miracles and, and what does this look like? And a lot of times these miracles are not what we see. We see hearts change. We see hearts soften. Mm. We see, you know, the, the, um, the powerful testimonies when someone will say, oh, my loved one came back to the faith or we prayed a rosary for the first time in a long time. Those type of um, testimonies are, are so touching to see that the, the, the softening of the hearts, the healing, the hope, the, the giving up of addictions are happening every single day, but it's personal. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need a revival because the heart mm-hmm. is what is most longing and aching. Even in my own home, you know, Jesus is the only solution to the problems of, of the Jaminette home, of every single home, is is returning to Christ. You know, Emily, I know we kicked off our webcast in June uh, for two reasons. One, the webcast is huge once a year to really bring you up to date on what's happening and to give people more information uh, in how and why this is so important today, uh, and you, this is the remedy today in our society, is getting Jesus into every home. Second of all, it's also a time where people can also support us financially. And I think what we've seen is outpouring of those people to continue to give us a one-time gift during the month of June, on to in into July, um, reoccurring gifts. And I know we threw a challenge out there that we wanted a hundred new reoccurring gifts. And so far we've received 25, which is huge. And so we're still short 75 reoccurring gifts. And what we're really talking about is if you can do $20 a month reoccurring, what that means to us is by the time, if we can get to 200 people, that means 40,000 a year. We're trying to run this ministry now on a very low budget, but we got to expand our resources, everything we do, staffing, to really now go worldwide. But more importantly, you can now be part of it. Yeah. Not only be a missionary to go out in the homes, but you can be a missionary to support us. So go to welcomeisheart.com. Uh, you can hit the download button. And if you can do a reoccurring uh, donation, uh, the $20, uh, if you can't, $10. If you can, we have people that go $30, $50, and $100 a month. And whatever you can do to help us, it's huge. And what you're really doing is this is not, again, our ministry. This is something Jesus started 350 years ago with St. Saint, uh, Saint Margaret Mary and telling her, you are the disciple to go out and spread this devotion. 
And right now, we are continuing as a vessel, but we are just stewards of this. We are not there. So just think about and how you can help us. And thank all the people who have already. And we thank you all, and we continue to thank you. So as we move on, let's talk about your prayer ministry, Emily. <clears throat> Excuse me. And how the prayer ministry works. And I know we receive a lot of people sending in their prayers with their contributions. Well, I think that it's really touching to see the intentions worldwide. Um, please always pray for um, all of us. We're, we're one big family, as, as uh, Chuck mentioned. You know, financial support, spiritual support, prayer. I mean, these are um, promotion. All of this is working in collaboration. Uh, I've been very touched by the prayer intentions of, of individuals who understand that Jesus is the solution. We have, you know, the the button right on our website um, to submit prayer intentions, and then these prayer intentions are prayed for uh, throughout the month. So it's we also have a mass honored um, each first Friday for the intention of those who've had their home enthroned as well. Um, I love, I wanted to just pause for a minute and share a, just a few more of these testimonies. Oh, we love to hear because those. Because I think this is, again, I mentioned the non-tangible. A lot of times we don't understand, you know, well, how is the Lord working? Uh, one intention was my spouse wasn't practicing our faith. He didn't practice and participate in the enthronement. But since our home was enthroned, he is now going to RCIA and wants to receive the sacraments to become Catholic. Wow. So grace penetrating a heart. Um, the first time I prayed the rosary as a cradle Catholic was when we had our home enthroned. Oh. The importance of, of Our Lady. Another is our business was struggling. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to survive. We had our business enthroned and shortly after things turned around and our business became fruitful. We are still in business and doing now and doing better than ever before. Hmm. Today, our world is struggling and is in great need of the love of the Sacred Heart. I know also through faith that Jesus is desperate to pour his love into all people. People need to know of this devotion. Your work is amazing and can benefit so many people. Wow. Thank you, Lisa, for those words. But this is the truth, is yeah. that we're, we have a mighty task. And a lot of the requests, which is surprising, come from religious sisters hmm. who are on the front lines of ministering um, from those uh, migrants. We have a number of those who uh, the sisters care for. We have sisters um, working in hospitals, sisters working um, to, to serve others. So when they request, that's a very important request that yeah. we're privileged to to help and assist. And, that, and we donate those. Yeah, we, we um, absolutely help our sisters in any way, um, religious and um, the elderly. So this is not something that's just about uh, fulfilling orders. It's also about how do we grow and, and strengthen others. You know, I love about this what Jesus has given us, because Jesus is love. And when the bishop entitles this letter to the faithful and to the priest, returning love for love, and think about this, what he's really, what our Lord is saying is, my heart is love, and I want your heart to be transplanted with my heart to be more loving. And then 
for you to return that love to me. And then that gives us the opportunity to be able to love others. But if we don't have that love that our Lord wants to transplant our hearts, it's hard to love others. And this is really a love fest. This is really Jesus coming together and wanting to love us. He loves each one of us. And even if your children have left the church, what I always say to the families, you've enthroned them in the heart of Jesus. You know, the the heart's going to, he's going to, that child's going to be in the heart of Jesus. And it's now up to you to keep praying and the Lord will be with you. Any thoughts on that, Emily? Well, I actually wanted to read the one part of the enthronement that just touches my heart every time. Oh, I know what Every part time that I is. read it is, um, it says, and if any of the members of our family should separate themselves from you, remind them, O sacred heart of Jesus, of your infinite love and mercy. And when the hour of separation comes and death brings sorrow into our family, we will humbly accept your divine will. We will console and comfort ourselves with the thought that the time will come when our whole family will be united lovingly with you in heaven forever. We ask the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, protector of the church, to offer our family promise to you. May the memory of this promise be with us always. And that's one reason why we send out a certificate. We want you to remember the enthronement, to live the enthronement, and then to be able to share this legacy with others. When I recently wrote Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, you know, one of my favorite lines from the whole book is when my mom, I asked uh, Joanne to, to share a little testimony about the impact that the Sacred Hearts had on previous generations. And she shares in it that it was multiple generations getting us through times of sickness and war and and difficulty. So we're not saying these things don't happen, but don't you want to remember that beautiful prayer promise? Don't, you know, as a mom, I cherish my enthronement. My kids were little. We were going through just uh, what we thought was a busy time, but it was a simple time. And we can remember all those ones living under our roof. And it, it was a beautiful memory, but yet that enthronement is impactful each and every day. You know, one way to continue to stay in contact with us is every month, and I think it went out today, Emily, <laughs> your newsletter, uh, Keep the Flame Burning, and uh, what a gift that is. And that goes out to over 7,000 all over the country uh, and the world, And but it, it keeps you. And I think this this month, Emily, any thoughts with your newsletter? Well, there was a little spiritual warfare. So, you know, when, <laughs> when the save button doesn't happen, you're like, oh, so so a lot of times, you know, that's that changing in perspective, right? We, we say, all right, Lord, we'll redo it again. We'll do what we need to do. But um, the importance of the newsletter is for us to remember to keep the flame burning. I don't, you know, if we look to the world, if we look to the culture, we can do nothing but be discouraged. Now we need to be encouraged. Absolutely. And I just also, Emily, want you to share about your books because keeping the flame burning, those books really do help to keep the flame burning. And also, not all of us really have the gift like you have of explaining things. 
And, you know, sometimes I've had friends and myself say, okay, I want to share this with someone, but I'm, I'm just not sure I have the right words. But by handing them the book to say, this is a gift for you. This is something I'd like you to spend some time with, and I'd be love to meet and talk about it. It's a big help. So share with us why you bought, why you wrote the books, and uh, am I on track for that? Well, actually, my first article was with the Catholic Digest, and I wanted to tell the story about what we have going on here in Columbus, Ohio. So I remember writing ah. a series for them, writing uh, for their publication, and I just think it's a beautiful story to tell over mm. and over again. Um, but what I've come to realize is that we do need instruction on enthronement and devotion. St. Margaret Mary has so much wisdom to pass on in her letters. And um, the, the other key to both Holy Habits and Secrets of the Sacred Heart was everyone has a story to tell. Everyone mm -hmm. has a story to tell. And I wanted to share those stories, not only my stories, but those of others who experienced God's grace through this powerful, as my dad said, heart to heart with Jesus. And um, this brings hope for every single relationship because Jesus' mm -hmm. heart doesn't only flow with mercy, but it flows with mercy, love, compassion, and um, grace. And even from this virtue that, that our behaviors need to change, we need to be transformed from the inside out. Emily, where can they get your books uh, and your publisher and so forth? Uh, Ave Maria Press has published the last two books. So you can visit their website, any Catholic bookstore, um, you know, near or far, and or, you know, welcomeisheart.com also has plenty of information. But the books are meant to inspire you to know you're not alone, that we're walking this journey together. Uh, some of my favorite stories come from just ordinary men and women just like you and me that that said yes to jesus and um you know the other thing is recently in the uh catholic digest uh they 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 quote monsignor esif uh they mm. call him the this most senior aged um exorcist alive and he wrote how a beautiful, old is he he's in his 90s I think he's 96 wow. um but you know we've we've prayed with him i've prayed with him i've interviewed him I've, I've talked to him, and in the article, he, he again affirms the enthronement provides spiritual protection. It is done in, in what he talks about in exorcisms. So if you feel like you are being attacked hmm. by the demonic, we have to share this is something you should do sooner than later, immediately. Don't allow those. As I tell the kids, you know, last week I woke up and the garage door was up, and it's like, that terrible feeling when you wake up and see that. Don't leave your, your spiritual garage door up all night long or mm. your windows open or your doors unlocked. Mm. You know, allow, so allow the Lord to, to end, those, um, end those pathways that might be open to, to the underworld. Well, Emily, thank you. And thank you for joining us today. And want to wow. really promote the 12th Annual Sacred Art Congress coming up November 4th. Uh, and the reason why I'm promoting it is for all of our listeners, you're going to start hearing about it, is there's going to be something new, Emily, and oh, maybe quickly yes. just share the sisters' involvement and how 
children now are welcome. This and, program and is our all speakers. good news. This is a good news program. Yes. Good news program. <laughs> um, good news is that we know that um, the Sacred Heart Congress is very important in the life of our diocese and beyond. It is November 4th. It is um, a beautiful day, half day, mini retreat for the family, a day to renew your love for Christ. Uh, we will be working with the sisters out of St. Paul's. And they will be providing some youth programming that day. So it will, for the kids, they'll feel like vacation Bible school. They will love the, the different participations so and activities. And as for adults, we'll be receiving formation from um, Monsignor Lane here in the diocese. Uh, our bishop will be um, celebrating mass. I'll be going deeper into relationships and how the virtues that flow from the heart of Jesus can change us from the inside out. And um, it's it's a beautiful day of prayer and reparation. I think we cannot underestimate, and our bishop highlights it in his letter, that this day is unique. And also, I shared with the men uh, at their men's conference uh, quickly that when the men and women's conference started, and we started the Congress, it was the partnership. Men would go to a conference, women would go to the conference, but this is where couples and families go to really receive the love of Christ because you need to understand how can I love more within my family. So in closing, thank you again, Emily. Excuse me, and Joanne. Excuse me. And also, I'm going to close in prayer. It's the Sacred Heart of Jesus Enthronement Renewal Prayer. And everybody that's enthroned their home should be praying this on special occasions. Most kind Jesus, I humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our family to thy divine heart. Be thou, O King, forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May the Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know Thee better, to love Thee more, and to serve Thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM 88.3 WSGR, New Boston, Portsmouth.